Angel Heart Radio Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg. It brings me great pleasure to be here with you today, and it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. I have a great topic for you today on relationships and how they are a mirror into our internal world. I would love for you to call in with questions or to have a discussion on your thoughts about this topic. The phone number call is 347-202-0232. We also have a chat room for this show at angelheartradio.com, and you can click on this show and you can leave comments. If you're new to my show, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I had been a mental health and drug drug and alcohol therapist for about 18 years. And two, two and a half years ago, I was spiritually awoke after a situation with my family members um, that provoked a lot of uh, pain inside of me, and I couldn't understand why I was having problems in our relationship. And I went to a workshop to find out what what is happening within me, and that led me to uh, learning a meditation that allowed me to become spiritually connected to my guides, who happened to be Jesus, uh, my higher self, God, angels, deceased family members, and um, it's been a whirlwind for, for the last two and a half years, and uh, last year, Jesus said, uh, we're going to write some books, and I'm going to dictate them to you. And he dictated three books to me, and Archangel Michael dictated one that has not published yet. My first is, are you ready to listen? Question mark. God. And uh, the second volume of that series, which will be called A Divinely Ordered Life, will be out in May sometime. So that is sort of how I got here. And then I I, uh, became friends on Facebook with Anaya Joy Ho-Lily, who is the founder of Angel Heart Radio and a wonderful person. And she also has a show on Fridays, USA time at 8 p.m. and Saturday, 10 p.m. on Queensland time. And Annette McCoy has a show on Angel Heart Radio as well. And that is aired on Tuesdays, USA time at 8 p.m. and Wednesdays, 10 o'clock on Queensland time. And Anaya, um, 
just was so uh, wonderful in asking me whether I would like to have my own show on Angel Heart Radio. And, of course, I said yes. It was so exciting. And I'm so glad to be here with you and bring all kinds of wisdom that I have been learning on this journey that I've been going. And it's it keeps continues and I'm learning lessons every day and so I thought today relationships are hard Um, and I've learned a lot about relationships and every day I still get challenged to remember that I am the creator of my own story. We are the creator of our world so depending upon your thoughts of how you are thinking about your relationships, whether they're love relationships or family relationships or coworkers, whatever you're thinking, you're actually creating. So if you're thinking that um, there's negativity or fear or worry in your relationships, well, then that is what you're going to keep bringing to you. If you think that it is loving and it is... um, you have positive thoughts, that is what your relationship is going to look like. So this does not mean that we have control over other people, but we get to choose whether we see everything in a positive or negative way. Each one of us is on our own journey, and we don't understand each other's journey. I have found myself wanting to interfere and help others, such as my husband or children or whomever, when I view that they're having a really difficult time. Now, being a therapist for 18 years doesn't help that because when you're formally trained in that way, it is your job to see things um, that maybe that they're not um, able to see that you bring some light to the issue. However, it is difficult to do that with love relationships and family members or, or close friends. And I have to keep remembering that being able to stay in a state of sharing love and joy and seeing others as there is absolutely nothing wrong with them is difficult um, than, than most of us look at others and say, well, they need to change something or something they're doing is not making me happy or they need to be fixed. And there is absolutely no truth to any of this. Um, the truth is that each one of us are playing a role for each other to reflect what needs to be healed inside of us, whether that be a past hurt, a belief, or a behavior. And I know that's really difficult. Um, that This has been a really difficult concept for me to understand and over time I see it pretty um, I see it very well now Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't get caught up still in wanting to have the other person change so that I feel more comfortable Um, let me give you a a, an example of what goes on in my own life I'm going to talk about my husband a little bit who's an amazing teacher to me uh, an amazing human being, and he's been extremely worried about me lately. And our ego loves to fill us with fear. And then when we get filled with fear, then comes the anxiety and the frustration and then the anger. 
So he's reacting to his own fear energy that is coming from within him. We do not cause each other to feel our feelings. Our feelings are made within us, not outside of us. That took me a long time to understand, too, because I just assumed other people made me feel. Well, if you didn't do that or say that, then I would not feel the way that I'm feeling. And there's no truth to this. So seeing this in him, um, me watching him being upset um, brings up a lot of grief within me and frustration because, first of all, energy is contagious. And if I'm not good at clearing my own energy, I will feel his energy and he will feel mine. So secondly, I'm a human and feeling helpless when you see someone suffering is extremely grief provoking. All feelings must be felt, but it is important to honor someone else's process and not try to change it because we are uncomfortable. We need to learn how to hold a space of love and compassion What I'm describing is the spiritual process of working through energy, fears, beliefs, and old pain. And it it is not easy at all. So I would be looking at my husband and saying, okay, I have grief that we have all kinds of grief inside of us that we have been carrying energetically that's been inherited vibrationally. And in other ways, um, experiences that we've had, people we've been around. And all of this needs to be processed through us. All thoughts and feelings are energy. That's it. And we've also learned how to label all of those thoughts and feelings, which is not correct. Um, Energy is energy, but learn to call things negative or positive um, traits, feelings, behaviors. And instead of judging what somebody is doing or what yourself is doing, we have to look at it more of there's an energetic process going on inside of moving energy through us that has been blocked, that has been actually stuck inside of us, and that we're also learning lessons as this is going on. So, you know, learning how to have compassion and love for another person while they're going through a difficult time and learning how to do that for yourself is a great way to start to challenge yourself and looking at there is nothing wrong with the way somebody's acting And I should not be judging how they're acting because they're going through their own process that I and none of us know what each each other's story is, what each other's spiritual process is, what their journey is about, what they're supposed to be doing. And when somebody is going through these things, you're actually, all of us are on a spiritual journey, whether we know it or not. Every single person is working stuff out within themselves in the only ways that they know how to. So I wanted to read a little bit um, written on a way for you to look at your life and other people in it. From what I've learned 
from my own awakening. Look at your life as a book. You are the main character in the story, and everyone else is an actor, unknowingly, in supporting roles to bring love, miracles, tragedy, adversity, suffering, and awakening on your path to enlightenment. Each person is actually a part of you that you do not recognize. Each may be reflecting a wound that is unhealed or our stubborn ego, or maybe a beautiful attribute that you have not embraced. We all have many different facets to our being. They all reflect parts of you that are not in your awareness because you are living unconsciously and are unknowingly projecting all of your different feelings, thoughts, attitudes, beliefs, character traits, both positive and negative, onto everyone and everything around you. We are projecting everything. So projection is a product ego. And one of my core beliefs about myself from childhood was that it was my job to make others happy, but that I was a failure at this and never really could make people happy. Upon meeting other people, my question was that if they were unhappy, then I needed to make them happy if I wanted them to love me or like me. In my mind, I would then project and act on what I thought would make somebody happy or what they might need. I would try too hard and overdo, yet none of what I was believing was true. My ego was centered on a set of false beliefs about what my purpose is in life, i.e. was to make other people happy, which is part of the story of who I am. The truth is we really can't make anyone happy but ourselves. At that point in my life, I didn't understand this truth. As a result, I always felt that I was a failure. Constantly seeing myself as a failure unconsciously caused intense and deeply embedded feelings of shame, guilt, and aloneness. I was unknowingly caught up in an interactive web web of assumptions, projections, beliefs, thoughts, feelings, patterns that result in self-defeating behavior. As long as we remain spiritually unconscious, we are all caught up in our own self-destructive web. Another example of projection would be, I am angry, so I unconsciously project my anger onto everyone else and thus see everyone else as angry. View my truth in others' facial expressions and behaviors that I hide from myself due to being disconnected from myself and unconscious. These are really difficult um, ways of uh, understanding what is happening in this mirror. The mirror, the reflection keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper um, as to what really is happening with, um, with our relationships. It's like the feeling of anger is internal to me, yet the way I see, sense, or perceive others is a reflection of what I am feeling. Many times our feelings are hiding in our unconscious and our dark side, and we have all become so expert at suppressing our feelings and detaching from them so that we don't really even know the feelings exist. There are some times that 
um, I I would judge myself sometimes by my husband saying something or acting a certain way, and I say, why is he saying that or why is he acting that way? And I realize that he's just showing me how I am feeling that I have really been pushing down and not dealing with myself. And we are all doing this to each other, whether we understand it or not. Since I had been victimized as a young girl, I developed a core belief that I am a victim. Even though this was a core belief, I wasn't consciously aware of it. It had become part of my ego's fear, but it was hiding in my unconscious, my dark side. I then unconsciously assumed that everyone was out to get me or victimize me in some way. But it was not a... It was not something that was in the front of my mind. It was just something that was lurking within that deep down inside um, that I thought that I would be abandoned, rejected in some way, and taken care of because we are really good at suppressing them. Then we are actually, they are getting acted out in our lives in different ways. Um, it, it affected the basic way that I interacted with the world at large, how I viewed work, how I interacted with acquaintances. If a situation didn't go the way I wanted, I assumed that I was somehow being victimized. Of course, most of the time that was not the case. We feel like we're being victimized by the cable company. We're being victimized by the neighbor. We're being victimized by our family. We're being victimized everywhere and there is absolutely no truth to it it is a general generationally inherited vibration that um, that has been passed down to everybody and we each have it to one degree or another so when you're in a state of spiritual unconsciousness everything you see on the outside of you is a reflection of some part of you but not in your awareness you see anger, there is anger inside of you. If you see fear or hate, it's a part of you also. And many of these feelings belong to the ego or our dark side. All of this happens when we are unconscious, and it is why we need to wake up and stay present so we stop creating and project negative things outside of us and into our own world. Each one of us is 100% responsible for our reality and what we see on the outside. We are the creator, as I said before. So what we think and believe in our core, what we create and see outside of us. We will bring to us what we think about ourselves. If we think we're going to, we are a failure, we will bring failure to us. We are creating without even trying or understanding where we are creating. We give life to our thoughts and beliefs, which will be positive or negative energy. We make our life a beautiful light or we make it dark. This is a very difficult concept again. However, when you start to see it happening and know it, you have seen the true reality. This is the difference between how two individuals can see one situation from completely different perspectives. Each person has their own reality. Each person and event is a crucial part of our awakening. Each is designed to teach us something about ourselves. 
about the illusion of life and help our souls evolve. Our spiritual journey is a path that can lead us back to our soul, heal our wounds, and help us understand truths of what we have experienced. Along the way, we can learn how to forgive, to live, and love in the present, consciously awake, and discover who we truly are. So I talked about in the past that we have a soul contract or a pre-birth plan, and we are born into our human form. We incarnate, and then we forget. So what I have learned is that we have all sat down with God, spirit, or source, whichever you prefer, and decided what the lessons are for our soul of uh, coming into being human and experiencing this life. But life, and we forget upon birth, but life has a way of taking over and inevitably all along the way we are hurt and wounded, typically in childhood, and the karmic lessons become entrenched and activated. We are now living in a world programmed by our family, our family history, and by the society and culture in which we live. We are now being led by our ego, cultivating the story of who we are and reacting with patterns to the wounds we have suffered within this lifetime and past lives. The only way for our soul to learn its lessons is through witnessing our humanness and evolving toward a deeper consciousness, a heightened maturity. Our soul is always within, quietly watching and waiting, trying to help and guide us. However, the wounded adult in us is more in alignment with our ego than our soul. It does not mean that we never hear or feel our soul. We do, but only on rare occasions. This is why we want to meditate, to hear the soul, to be connected to spirit. We each need to remove the veil of unconsciousness. When I say unconsciousness, I'm talking about not being present. Being stuck in our head is being unconscious. As we lift the veil, it exposes light and truth, and our seeing becomes much clearer and expanded. We see both the beauty and the illusion of life and the part we play in it. Life is magic and perfection. In fact, it is enchanting. Unfortunately, as we're growing up, even though our, through our adulthood, we are not given clear paths to help us understand this or recognize that this kingdom even exists. The veil is lifted in increments. Our spiritual journey is a journey through our life. So we are the veil of unconsciousness and to see truth is lifted in increments, moments, days, and years at a time. Each increment is perfectly timed and is given to you exactly when you are ready for another divine dance with God or spirit that will take you a step closer to your ultimate performance, finding and fulfilling the purpose of your life. I cannot lift your veil and you cannot lift mine, but we can be there to embrace each other's awakening with arms stretched out with love and grace to welcome each other home as kindred spirits and to respect each individual's own process and journey. So, In looking at relationships, 
And being able to look at them as they are divinely orchestrated to show us us. And actually, we are doing the same thing for other people unknowingly. It is, it is a beautifully divine orchestrated way of to help us wake up and really see the truth of what is going on with us and other people. And so we can actually come into who we were meant to be and fulfill our life uh, purpose of why we are actually here. So this mirror image, um, we're all cosmically connected and one. Each person, like I said, is showing you a part that you interact with or make feelings come up. So like uh, if somebody's doing something, you say that person is getting me upset or they're sad or um, whatever the case might be, that is showing you something that is within you that needs to be healed, that all feelings need to be followed as if it's a thread. You, you need to follow those feelings down to where that wound originated in the first place and heal it. Be willing to look at it. Uh, this is the work of the spiritual journey. And so we have blessing of our relationships showing us all parts of us and showing us it every single day. We're so unconscious, we're not getting it. So when you start to see it, it is amazing. And you realize that it is actually grace that you've been given, help to say, hey, you're only, you're only looking at yourself. If I'm not mindful of my thoughts and feelings, my husband is showing to me in his actions. However, everyone is, since each person is a part of you and you them. When my thoughts are of fear or worry or negativity, other people speak them to me. Not even knowing that they're doing it. Conversation. I can be talking with someone and they will either do or speak what I'm, what I have been thinking, uh, coming from my ego, of course, because they're all fears, and um, or it can be positive things that I'm thinking that, oh, I would like to do this or that, and then here comes along somebody that says, oh, would you like to uh, take this opportunity? And it is something that I have been looking for. So everything that we are are thinking in our head is manifesting outside of us, and everything we are feeling is manifesting outside of us. And it takes a lot of presence to catch this. So sometimes see my higher self in another person or their higher self that – um, getting reflected back, a uh, thing that I need to hear, or they are coming back as my wounded self or my ego. And it allows you to really look at, wow, I am creating all of this, which which is very difficult 
um, to because we look at reality as that is what's truly happening, and there is no truth to that. There is it's like we are here in this 3D reality, creating as we go along, and it is important to awaken and start creating positive things for ourselves and others, and not negative things. I heard Marianne Williamson say one time that our love relationships show where we lack staying in a state of love and how to expand our capacity to love when we are being challenged by our spouse or whomever we are in a relationship with, including ourselves, is when we are in a relationship and somebody, uh, there are problems that are we arguing with that person or are we getting angry with them, shutting down, withholding love? And that's a big deal is that we are never supposed to withhold love. Learning how to do that is very important that we don't judge and we don't withhold love because we're only actually affecting ourselves. So our relationship gives us the ability to practice expanding, staying in our heart. Somebody is things or speaking things that we're uncomfortable with or that we don't like or that we don't believe. How do we stay in a state of love and try to understand where the other person is coming from rather than judging and reacting to what everyone is doing? So I'm going to take a break right now and uh, play some music so that we can, uh, I can take a few minutes and have a drink of water since I'm here by myself today. I would love for all someone to call in. And the phone number, again, to call in is, I will get it for you in a second. It's 347-242-0232. Again, it is 347-202-0232. And I'm going to play Faith Rivera for a few minutes, and I hope you enjoy it.
thank you for returning. And that was Faith Rivera with her song called Beautiful. I wanted to remind everybody again that um, uh, Angel Heart Radio has two other show hosts, Anaya Joy Halili, whose shows are on Friday, uh, USA Time, and at 8 p.m. and Saturday at 10 a.m. Annette McCoy show is on Tuesdays, USA Time, 8 p.m. and Wednesdays, Queensland Time, at 10. So thank you and welcome back. And again, the phone number is 347-202-0232 to call in and have some discussions about your relationships and what you are hearing um, and your thoughts are about uh, relationships and looking at them uh, in this way versus the way that we've all learned to listen to um, to what a relationship truly is. So I mentioned energy a little bit before and how energy is contagious. And we all know that if we go into a room and the people or the feeling in it is positive, we all feel good. If you walk into a room and it feels really negative and dreary, um, you feel that too. Uh, We are all energy. Our thoughts and feelings are all energy. How does your relationship feel? Does it feel good? Or does it feel bad or it doesn't feel the way that you want it to feel? And so we need to start looking at what are we doing? What is the vibration? So all energy vibrates. So what is the vibration within yourself that is affecting yourself and the people around you? Now, like I said before, we're not the we cannot control other people and they have their own energy and they're working out their own things, but a lot of times what we're seeing is also blocked energy with inside of us, whether it is anger or fear or disappointment or frustration. Um, it could be any of those things. So it's looking at looking at yourself in a different way and saying, what is, am I feeling like I'm in a state of love and flow and joy and I'm in a relaxed state or am I in this frenzy state of trying to do everything that I need to do in this world um, to take care of yourself, your relationships, your family, work. We all have so much that we're doing and we don't always realize we see how other people affect us, but we don't always see the effect that we have on other people. And are we actually giving what we want to give to the people that we care about? I wanted to read a little bit about energy that I had a discussion with Jesus during a meeting. And this is what uh, he described to me because I'm seeing the role of energy and really it's our, jo- our job 
job to balance this energy within us. And we do that by getting it out. And sorry about that, that my phone just went on and it was turned off. But anyway, the energy um, is a really big deal. Most of us have not learned how to balance our energy within us. Um, and it's not usual that I can feel sad and joy at the same time. Um, so how do you balance those energies within you? Or how do you go from something wonderful just happened and then you something else happens and it drops you down again? Like every we are allowing everything to control um, our state. Um, our emotions, our moods, and important to not allow that to happen because that's what's happening in our relationships as well. So in this um, journal entry that I had with Jesus, we talked about what I was learning, the ego creating so much fear inside of us. And I said, Jesus, please help me understand the synergy of energy, and is this the right word, or is there a better one? Do the individual fears come together and create the potency of the ego, or is it something separate that does not have to do with the ego, or does it feed the ego? Is it on? Is it in us on a cellular level? Jesus said, it is in the core of your being as a human. These are separate feelings or experiences that have followed you through life, and it picks up an energetic momentum in which, as a combined effort, they are so much stronger than alone. So what Jesus is saying is that all the different first states that are going on within us, and believe me, there's a lot, and uh, or anger or anxiety or frustration, all the different things that are going on within us that are wounds from past that the ego loves to take and control us with. So it takes all of those different energies, those different thoughts and feelings, and uses it to create this, um, I called it a synergy of energy. And Jesus is saying that it has been there all along since humanity started. And it has picked up energetically. And, and as a combined effort, the, all of those fears work together and become so much stronger than alone. And this energy feeds the immense influence of the ego and inflates it. So it is difficult to deal with. And it's like gasoline to a car, or gasoline and fire. The ego has a spiritual role in our life as a human being that is divinely orchestrated and ordered as well to help us help our soul to awaken and to learn lessons so we mature in our consciousness. For a long time, I thought, well, why does the soul have to mature? Why does it have to evolve to higher levels of consciousness? Because I thought if you're 
a soul should be highly conscious to start with. And what I've learned is that that knowledge and light it has no end to it. So there is a constant evolution of knowledge and light. And that's what the soul is doing here, experiencing life as a human, as a human to learn lessons and to navigate overcoming the ego. And so we are, we are given the ego as part of this practice because it's not supposed to be easy. It is supposed to be that we awaken and we understand that there's been an ego driving us and that we have to connect back to who we truly are as our, our divinity. Um, but we human, so we have to learn how to live side by side, divinity and humanity mixed inside the same place with an ego and with the the divine that's within us. Now, I see that we have a caller right now, and if you are interested, your number starts with 919, and if you are interested in speaking, please press 1 on your phone line, and I'll know that you're not just listening, you actually want to talk. Okay. So I'm opening your mic right now. Hi, this can you is hear Deb. me? I can hear Hi. you. Hi, Deb. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. What's your name? My name's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. It's very Hi. thank you for calling in. Yeah, I'm happy to talk with you. I'm very interested in this subject. Okay. Have you so, been listening? Yes, I've been listening, and I have to admit, it's really, um, really, really challenging. Um, and so I can um, connect and relate with everything you're saying, but I find that in the moment um, when I'm feeling hurt by someone in a relationship, it's hard for me to remember these um, thoughts all happening. It is hard. It is very hard to remember to not get sucked into the energy and that momentum um, and react to somebody else and remain in a place where you are in control of your own being and that you can stay in a state of harmony and love regardless of what somebody else is doing. It takes a lot of practice. <laughs> yes, it does. So how do you, I mean, I guess my question is, <clears throat> for a long time I find that I'm single because I'm having a difficult time opening myself up to date. Um, even Even trying to do the online dating thing, I just... I'm so discouraged with it that I, I sign off right away. And so I think it's because of just prior hurts and things, but I was wondering if you had any advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's easy to shut down 
when we've been hurt in the past and we haven't um, cleared out all of that hurt, we haven't gone back and dealt with um, dealing with ourselves. And I, the, the the way that I do it, I learned a technique through Margaret Pollan inner bonding that you use guided imagery to. Um, and that means that you're closing your eyes, you're getting in a meditative process through deep breathing, and you're actually using your imagination to go find that part of you. So whatever age that was that needed healing, so whether it was my 20-year-old self, my 5-year-old self, my 30-year-old self, whatever, um, I go and I imagine that I'm sitting with them, talking with them. And in my imagery, I actually see them. And we have a discussion about what happened. And I, you have to actually re-feel the feelings that were happening at that time and processing mm-hmm. them to let them go and move that energy out of you. So it's really okay. easy to shut down and be scared and not trust anyone to let them in because we don't want to get hurt again. And I was a champion at that for so many years. Like I had a steel wall around my heart and looking at me, you would never know that, but Mm -hmm. I, I was wounded so much and felt so broken from my past that I just put this steel wall up and um, although I felt love in my heart, it didn't come out. It didn't cross over. Like there's a barrier. Like that energy was not flowing through. Um, what people were, and this is what we all try to do. We try to hide parts of ourselves and, and what people feel are the parts that we're also hiding, not just the ones <laughs> that we're not hiding. Right. Yeah. 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 And so it is very easy to not trust anyone. And the only person that you have to trust is you. That is that was a major thing for me to figure out is that and and this is all part of the spiritual path and the more that I spent time with Jesus and God and talking with them and having all these lessons given to me. Um what they had taught me is like we don't shut down our love. We we don't turn it off and on like a faucet. It needs to stay on. But we have to build a lot of trust within ourselves that if we are going to just be, we would call it vulnerable because we're just going to stay in a state of love regardless of what anybody else does. And it's okay to be vulnerable and do that because Nobody can take our love away. We can't take other people's love away. And so we don't go in a relationship to get love, which most of us actually do. We're looking for love and Mm -hmm. because we manufacture this love in our own heart. We are filled with our own well of never-ending love within our being. Um, And our job is to get into a relationship and share our love, not to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're coming from a place of, okay, I trust myself that I can heal myself, whatever is going to happen, and that I'm just looking for relationships and where I can share my love and I'm willing to be open and vulnerable, then, and that takes a lot of work to get to that point, um, then you should be able to be willing to have a relationship when when that when you're ready that um you don't have to worry about somebody taking their love away or hurt it doesn't mean that we never get hurt but but you are the owner of your right. emotions and your heart and mm-hmm. nobody can take that away from us like we should never ever give our power away that somebody devastates us because of what they do in a relationship. I did that. Um, I, I did ag- oh. Yeah, I did that exactly. Yeah, I've done that too because I didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm 50. It took me like you know I I woke up two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned I've learned an awful lot in the last two and a half years, um, and I'm very grateful for it. That um, you know that we that is not necessary. That's not love. And you know I was writing about really what love is. That as a uh, human being, what we learn what love is is not true love. Um, True love is spiritual love, which is totally unconditional and mm-hmm. um, doesn't change its mind based on what somebody's doing or saying or whether they're making us happy or not. And so, you know, these are that's what this is a journey. It takes a really long time to practice these things. But as you're practicing, you don't have to wait to get to the end result. As you're practicing and you're changing your own heart, things just start to happen. And then, you know, it's funny because I feel like I've worked really hard. I've been through a lot of groups and counseling and um, different programs that I've I've worked really hard to try to let go some of the hurts and um, find the love. You know, as you say, you have to manufacture that love from within your spiritual being. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still find it challenging. And I always wonder what the hurdle is um, that people jump to get there. Mm -hmm. Well, from my own from my own uh, journey, what I've learned is that I was constant when I meditate, I had the ability, and we all have this connection. It's whether we um, are audio, like you hear, we all hear spirit speak to us through our heart, regardless of anything else. But I have mm-hmm. the ability to hear and see um, in form, um, which we all do. Actually, each person, when they connect spiritually, is unique to them. And there's no right or wrong, and whatever works for that person, that's what they get. So if you want to see angels, you get angels. If you want to see light and you feel comfortable with light, you get light. Um, there is no uh, wrong or right to it. It is it is very unique to the individual. So I see and hear and, and can actually feel that vibration. And mm-hmm. 
so this love was constantly being poured into me um, every time that, and and I meditate every day, um, and and so I would feel it, and they would speak love to me every single day, you know, of trying to teach me who I was versus who I learned who I was, and they, um, the more that I got filled with that love, it I was able to see find it in my own oh. heart okay because okay. it is because that lives in our heart all like the whole universe lives in each one of our hearts so we are con- directly connected through our heart to that well of love and then it took me a really long time that I had to receive love so even though I was mm. spiritually I didn't know how to turn it in towards myself because I had so much uh, dislike and hatred and, and self-abandonment for myself of what I grew up with that I did not know how to nurture myself, how to love myself, how to accept this love. And I had to be taught by another spiritual guide how to turn that love into myself. So it, this is all part of the practice of journeying, and none of that, what you're talking about, is not, it's, it's all very common uh, because we haven't learned how to, we don't know how to receive love. We mm-hmm. don't know how to receive unconditional love. We don't know how to give it. And so the practice of meditating, and that's what I do when I work with people because I, I work with people, and I teach them how to connect with their guide. Um, people are um, able to work with me. They could go on my website, debbieangoldberg.com, and, uh, and I teach people how to connect with their guides so that they can start receiving that love and whatever direction it is for that person, because we also have our own spiritual um, courses of what our life is supposed to be like here. Like what my spiritual uh, curriculum or whatever you want to call it, or my lessons are different than somebody else's. And you get taught that by them. Okay. So learning to respect, Receive your own love is a it's a whole nother uh lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I can completely understand what you're saying now that how that would be connected through meditation and mm-hmm. how that would be the the pathway um to reach mm-hmm. that place. Uh and, and it's no wonder because we're all so distracted by our daily busy lives that we are drug away from that you really have to work to bring that into your day you do you have to work very hard you know we make time for everything else and i I say how many times do we go on facebook during the day or uh emails or whatever else that we do that doesn't really matter and um and that could be time if you put it all together in a day um we could meditation time, even if it's 10, 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, all of that. So my my big deal, my thing is, is teaching people that meditation is key in learning all of this because until we really learn how to love ourselves, we can't really love anybody else. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, and we have to feel that we're worthy of the love. And, you know, a lot of us don't feel worthy of that love. It's just, I call it generationally transmitted stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so so understanding your own value takes some time. And there's nobody right. else that's going to teach that to you like you need to have it spiritually. Because mm-hmm. that is where truth lies. Right. Is this helping? Yeah, it is, actually. Thank you. Oh, you're Mm -hmm. welcome. So we have, like, another minute and 25 seconds. Um, I didn't know if there was anything really other, anything else you wanted to say. Um, No, that's great. Thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful that you called in, and I should bless things and um, you sound very intelligent loving person and I think the more you go inside you're going to um, and, and do some work you are going to find the perfect person that you want to spend your time with thank you I appreciate that No, oh, you're very welcome I hope you have a wonderful thank day thank you you're welcome. as well thank okay. you bye bye Well, that was a wonderful call, and I hope that other people also benefited from listening to Jennifer's uh, call. So it's a time for a closing in our show. Thank you for joining me on Dual Heart Radio. When in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You're being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it is always responding with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside. And listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven that you have a wonderful week. I'll see you next Thursday. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.